Islam. Assalamu alaikum. Shalom. Hotel. I want to welcome you all to another area of Conscious Vibes Radio. And of course, I am your host, Ramiel Il Bay. And today's show, we have uh, the Mir Tashari Bay joining us. And we will be speaking of the fall and the resurrection of the Moabites, pointing our attention to the needs of the womb and some history pertaining to to, um, the spiritual fall of the Moabites. Um, But before we get into the show and we bring the uh, Amir on, we want to make a a couple of announcements as we normally do. Um, As a reminder, we have the study classes that are going on in in, um, the Sacramento Territory. Right now, it's still at 4311 Atua, and that is every other Saturday. And again, it's at 4311 Atua, and that is in the right off the 12th, and it's spelled with an A, just in case you're looking for directions, it's by Sacramento City College, and it's spelled with an A, not an O. A-T-T-A-W-A, Atua. We also have the study class that goes on in the Oakland, San Francisco territories, and that is every Thursday. And that's at 3100 Telegraph. And that is the study class that I conduct myself. Again, it's every Thursday beginning at 7 p.m. We do ask that you uh, get there on time um, so that we're not uh, interrupting the class to let people in. Um, Right now, you also, if you're not in the uh, surrounding um, area, then you can watch the class on live stream, which I actually will be changing over to more likely to YouTube. So I'll be sending out a reminder about that. But the classes are always live. Right now we're doing, we just finished up a six-month study of the um, Quran of the uh, Morris Science Temple. Now we're doing a two-month study of the uh, Constitution for the United States of America. And then after that, we will go into a two-month study of the history of the Moorish Divine National Movement and so on and so forth. We'll finish up the year. We have the the year set up in different subject matters to make sure that everyone can get on the same page um, and have a proper foundation set as we move forward. So we can go ahead and jump on into the subject matter. Let me bring in the Amir. Islam, Amir. Islam, good brother. How are you? Oh, pretty good, brother. How's yourself and the family and the Moors on the on the West Coast? Everybody is great. Everybody is great. No complaints out here. You know, we're just moving and shaking. Right on, good brother. Uh, Anyway, I'm honored. I'm honored to spend this time with you on 
on the show. You know, we always appreciate you. Appreciate you taking the time. We know with the change of time, we, we uh, the show is now right in the um, clock in the middle of your day. So we really do appreciate you being able to uh, to get on to help provide this information for those who actually you know want to know. For um, for anyone who's been paying attention, you know, a lot of the subject matter that um, we've done here of late has been towards the Moabitess. Um, because I've noticed a, the fact that we're not pointing towards her enough to help her or give her the room to actually um, cleanse herself. We're not providing enough information. Um, yes. And so that's making the movement stagnant because we can't, there is no movement if she's not moving with us. It, just, it doesn't exist. So You're we right. as more white men, Yes, as her sons have to provide the necessary information and the necessary protection that will allow her to not only coexist but ascend spiritually back to where she needs to be so that um, we can do the work that needs to be done because everything really is channeled through her. Yes. So and this ha- with that, this I'll go ahead much- and bring you on in. Yeah, and this has much to do with the symbolism on the questionnaire where you see the Prophet Noble Drali having uh, the Moabitus in his hands, and he has and is written in the background the cares of the world, and you see that she's unconscious, with nine drops of water dripping from her body symbolically, and with the Prophet having one foot in the water and one foot on the rock. These, this is symbolic for her unconsciousness, and also uh, humanity is written on her womb. And then this has to be put into context with an understanding of ancient history in order for people to understand the graphics. Because the graphics, just like they tell you, and it's uh, so true that a picture tells a thousand words. But if you don't understand the symbolism, i.e., if you don't have a background in real-world history, uh, it would look as um, it would look as being interesting, but not necessarily imparting the true message that comes across. And, of course, it's necessary for the people to study in order to begin to comprehend both um, law and history, which go together. They're not to be separated. And also the purpose as to why the Moorish Divine and National Movement was founded by the Prophet Nubudrali in the first instance. And, therefore, it's necessary for them to know the real history, also the fall and a synopsis of the overthrow of the Moorish Empire in in the stages that has occurred, and also the corporate entities, particularly United States Corporation Company, uh, Commerce Company, which has been imposed upon the Imperial Divan and has been pretty much running the Moorish government uh, and by simply changing names and names of positions, but the Imperial Divan is pretty much in place. And, of course, the heirs of the estate um, are unconscious of the true history. Therefore, they don't know themselves both in history and in law and and in their relationship to the legitimate government, which has been overthrown and veiled. But nevertheless, uh, people need to know about the ancient um, Central Africa or ancient Central Mexum, which is also referred to by historians as Olmec. Olmec 
O-L-M-E-C, is just a code word for Old Mexum. And this was um, the geographical location of the center of government for the ancient Moabite nation, and that is uh, focused in the Yucatan Peninsula, which is bordered by the waters that are now known as the Bay of Campanche and the northwest of the Gulf of Mexico to the north and the Caribbean Sea to the east and by the Pacific Ocean on the western side of the land. And as for the ancient earthquake that must, everybody must remember that caused the Atlantis lands to sink and to bring about the great Atlantic Ocean, uh, remember that the tectonic plates on the crust of the earth traveling beneath and through central, the central lands of Omexum, including the cocoa plates to the west. And so uh, by many of the people not knowing the ancient history uh, and that the ancient world was actually a matriarchy, not a patriarchy, and so they often do not, although they have the archaeological information, it is usually not imprinted on the people's minds to remember that uh, South Asia, which is now called Tamari and South Africa, the horn of it was actually in the Gulf of Mexico before the cocoa plates split in what is known historically as the continental drift. And so people are pretty much uh, mentally disconnected from their association to ancient Central Africa or ancient Amexum and have li limited knowledge of South Asia, which is actually... Uh, today called Africa on the continent on the east side now, which was actually part of uh, a Mexum, i.e., including the horn um, of the Gulf of Mexico. Now, uh, as an interim for um, many people who have some knowledge of that, there's been traditionally a misrepresentation of uh, that period of time before the cocoa plate split, and that is um, the ancient super devere that's demonstrated in um, chapter 47 of the uh, Circle 7 Koran, where it gives the geographical um, boundaries uh, in general synopsis of the Moroccan Empire. Now, keep in mind, with the great super devere by the ancient pharaohs of Hikupta, which we call today as Egypt, um, those of us who crossed the river, because the Atlantis was once a river before it became an ocean, those of us who crossed the river are called the Ibri, and this is the dividing of the ha land between Ham and Cush. And people who know that history have very often been misrepresenting that history as a religion when it's actually an action. And those of us who crossed the river during the Great Superdevere, which is actually a surveying of the land, are called Ibri. Ibri, that means those who crossed the river. And this is where the corruption of what is now known as Hebrew comes from. And people think it's a religion when it's actually what we did. And so those in the north or on the, on the chosen lands of the west, Maghrib, what is known Morocco, the most extreme west, the Maghrib, are, are, are sometimes misrepresented as being the chosen ones when it just simply means those who crossed the river uh, during the, the separation of the land or the dividing of the land between the father and the son, Ham and Cush. And so those of us on this side are often referred to as the Ibri, 
or Hebrew, which is a corruption of Ibri, etc., but it only means what those who cross the river. That's all it means as far as that is. Now, in relationship to um, the ancient Moabitess or the ancient Moabites, you got to keep people need to know also not only about um, the Moabite woman, and she's uh, been generally referred to in ancient history as collectively Zudiacus, and that is Z U U D I A K U S, which is referencing the Moabite woman. And then she taught her male sons the secret, what is known as the secret of Zodiacus, and as being the highly refined sciences and knowledge of the zodiac, the complex workings of nature, which is also referenced in uh, zoology, in the science of dealing with the various animal forms, their makeups, their constitutions, their biologies, their genetics, and etc. And of the broader science of biology being the science of life itself, including but not limited to living matter in all, in all its forms, all organisms and phenomena. And these disciplines were furthermore crowned with functional gnosis and Gnostics involving the laws of creation. And in due time after the Moabite woman, who's referred to Zodiacus in, in ancient world history, crowned her sons with the arcane knowledge of the universe and of creation, now, keep in mind, uh, geometrically and symbolically, the Fez is symbolic of, of, of that knowledge and also of the sovereign airship of the Moabite nation. And it's also referred to as uh, Tierra Sol, or crown of the sun. Um, and this is, again, why the Fez is worn by... Um, members of secret societies all over the world in reference to the ancient world. That's why uh, that Fez is worn. We can go into that at some later date, but this is just synopsis history so that people have an understanding of a lot of things that they see but not necessarily knowing what they're looking at. And so keep in mind, um, with that arcane knowledge and the transference of that arcane knowledge to her sons, you know, uh, this is where the begin the blend of the matriarchal character of the nation began to modify and to change. And by the transference of that um, arcane knowledge, it resulted in the loss of their powers of creation and consequently the loss of their control of the world by universal mind. And this was approximately the year 46,000 ancient Moabite. And you'll see that as AM, and they'll use AM in the time periods now on the clock as the morning period, but it, it is actually referencing ancient Moabite. And this was the era of Atlantis and of Mu, the ancient Yucatan in the Caribbean Sea. Now, with the gradual dissolution of the powerful influences of the ancient matriarchate, it's the matriarchate that's M-A-T-R-I-A-R-C-H-A-T-E. So the matriarchate is referencing the ancient world when Women were the major ruling power. Therefore, the Moabite nation came, uh, from the Moabite nation came the descent evolution of the Moorish nation. So the Moorish nation that you have today is actually a descent of the ancient Moabite nation. Now, the Moorish nation is just simply more patriarchal in its character, but is an indeed and absolutely the same nation. So when you're talking about the ancient Moabite nation, 
and Moorish nation, you're talking about one and the same. The distinction is matriarchy and then the evolution into the contemporary patriarchal operations that you see today. And, of course, from the Moorish nation and its eventual overthrow comes down to the Dutch masters, uh, i.e., and the hybrid operations of the Romans, which is now um, manifest on the planet known as the Inquisition operations, i.e., European colonial operations in the Western Hemisphere, and with the um, programs of the Unum Sanctum policies and bullers exported on onto all aboriginals of the planet and then upon the rest of the nations of the world, which is the foundation of the social, economic, and political problems we have today and that we're experiencing today. Um, now, uh, also keep in mind um, that um, during the um, early periods, even up into the... Um, early periods of the Moorish nation, etc., coming down from the Moabite nation, the fundamental common knowledge of our relationship with nature and the earth and the elements of the earth and all of the salts and phosphates, etc., that make up the body uh, constructions uh, dealing with the 12 salts, etc., which we won't go into today, but I'm just giving this uh, as a mention so that everyone can have some, take some notes and make references. It is a knowing of the operations and the uses of the womb and the consciousness of the operation of the womb and the consciousness of the operations or the relationship, energy relationships between the uh, moon and the operations of the waters on the earth and the womb and also Venus uh, collectively and with the knowledge of the workings of nature and the biology of the human form and of other life forms it is understood and comprehended that um, all things that come from the womb are influenced by the thoughts and the um, words, the deeds, and the foods that the woman eats, etc. Therefore, the issue from the womb must submit to the will of that mother or all universal law and loosely referred to in these days as submitting to the will of Allah, i.e., or the fetus that is issued from the womb has much and all to do with the consciousness and the elements um, that are related to and that are used by the womb to build that temple of man, etc. And it is in that consciousness, in both its metaphysical sciences and in its physical sciences with the salts and the elements, um, is referred to loosely as the applied science of the number nine. And that science is taught, always was taught to women, on the proper use of the womb. And that is also the foundation of what is known as family planning, according to divine law, distinguished from the political operations that we see in these days. Um, so that science is also important to be restored to um, women in their consciousness so that they can use properly and with honor the divine nature of the womb and also help in the logical process of redeeming humanity and bringing us back to the state of mind and conditions that are necessary for the redemption of humanity on the planet. I yield the floor for the moment. Oh, no. So, 
one of the things as the as the emir is going into the constitution and the consciousness that comes out of that is that there have been some studies that you're going to be able to find um, that I want you to look up. There's a study that they're revealing now um, where they're going into DNA coding and they're showing how based on the things that um, a woman has gone through in her entire life, that not only does she pass on her genetic code, but her environment can also transform her genetic code and, and her genetic code adapts to her new experiences. So whenever you're producing a child, the child also is given the information of your life. And the reason that becomes important is because we're speaking about how, speaking about the fall. So when the ancient Moabite mother started to transfer the information and so on and so forth, her state of consciousness was transferred into her son. And through what we're going, what is going to be called the umbilical fluid, which becomes the entirety of, of the construct or the constitution of, of the physical body that the child will have, you can produce a, an alkaline or acidic being. So the atmosphere and the um, elements that are around the Moabite woman or any woman in particular, in general, becomes the child. Water in each molecule has 440,000 memory cells. And each one of those memory cells are completely independent and have a responsibility for picking up information in the environment. And so whatever atmosphere the womb or the woman, which is the same, is exposed to, the umbilical fluid, which is salt and water, takes that in and remembers it. And literally, that becomes the physical body of the being. So if the umbilical fluid has taken on an acidic state based on her environment, meaning that um, the food that is being taken in is toxic. The music, the images, the conversations, the relationship um, with her, her Moabite man, um, relationships with anyone, if those things are toxic, then the umbilical fluid itself becomes toxic. And it produces a toxic disease. There's some, um, sounds like the uh, phone is tumbling on your side, uh, Emir. Say it again. I said I hear some, uh, tum some tumbling, like the uh, phone is um, bumping up against something. Oh, I, I had laid it down. I don't think you okay. hear it now. That, that may be why. No, don't hear it now. 
So when the when the transfers and as the um you're speaking about of the ancient um Moabites when we're speaking of that time period, you know, forty six thousand AM there are shifts in consciousness that took place and a lot of what you're going to need to research this time period is you're going to hear uh, about the Habrita experimentation uh, or you hear the password of your coup being put put out as that for you to enter into those studies that took place in uh, Patagonia or, or the studies took place at the Pyramid of the Sun and Moon and once perfected were taken into uh, Patagonia or what we now call uh, Argentina. That time period is going to give you the manifestation of the spiritual fall that was taking place with the Moabite woman. It was through the lowering of the spiritual nature that we began to do things uh, in itself um, that was act against nature. And so as you track backwards, you'll be able to see these little things um, that they'll put out there. You'll also see it in, um, if you study the ancient, uh, if you study ancient totemism. Totemism being a practice um, where the Moabite woman, of course, was the matriarch. But if you go back and then you walk forward, and you start with totemism, you'll even be able to see it on a more modern scope, and then you can get into um, tracking backwards even from there. You'll see that uh, the ancient matriarch was all around the world, although they'll show you um, it only in a few different parts. You can find the island of Crete, uh, studying the ancient matriarchal societies there. You will also see them uh, existing, of course, um, in a, a Mexican, uh, north, south, and central. You'll also see them in Alcabalon um, or different parts of Alcabalon, in Manchuria, or what is now called Asia. So you're going to see these different societies, and again, that also becomes from the societies of totemism that also gives you what is going to be referred to modernly, connotatively, as your family name, your cities, streets, towns, countries, empires, all come out of totemism because that is where you first began to bear the symbol of the ancient Doma. And so by studying those key elements of those key time periods, you'll get a, able to hone in some of the information and get a better understanding of the, of the time when you actually had the matriarchal society, and as the Emir spoke of, even though at this point, and as the we began to move into the Piscean age out of Aries and um, Taurus, the patriarchal societies began to take over. You can see right as we're leaving out of or going into the Aryan, um, the age of Aries, where you'll see the term implanting of the patriarchal age. 
up until then, you had more of a transference and a blending. And the fact that no matter where you look, all there are no ancient figures older than the symbols and the, vener- the symbols of veneration that are assigned to the woman. Before you had Ptah, before you had Ra, all of your ancient symbols of nature, the personifications of the attributes of nature and the attributes of the one who many will call by different names, whether it's Allah, Jehovah, uh, Jesus, all of those were cemented and attributed to the one. So you'll have Venus and Willendorf, uh, which is one of the ones that people know uh, right off because that's the one that's put out there the most. But you'll have those symbols that date back 25, 30,000, 35,000, 45,000 uh, years ago. And those, those symbols are going to take you right back into the time period where you had the ancient matriarch. But it, again, it was a spiritual fall that produced that produced the state that we're in. We first fell spiritually, and, and through that spiritual fall is actually when you had the manifestation of the separate masculine and feminine energy. With the with the spiritual fall, we no longer were able to stay. in a complete uh, composite being, being both having masculine and feminine nature and being able to reproduce within self. And that's going to give you some of your uh, your mysteries if you get into the study of uh, Libra. Libra is androgynous. And it's going to help take you back into a time period where the beings were manifested as one. And so at this, at this time of split, when the beings manifested in separate masculine and feminine principles is when we, through a more spiritual understanding, had a, a level of respect and veneration for the womb and the one who carried the womb and the spiritual nature that was present in there. And again, as that spiritual nature started to come down, that's when you started to see the wars and different things taking place within society. And you started to see, as the knowledge was being given over, the ancient matriarchal principles starting to be slid out and the and patriarchal principles starting to uh, come in. Now, my final point I'll make before bringing the Emir back in is that one of the things that we have to understand and keep in mind is that whenever we're dealing with these things, these are all lessons. These are all lessons. They're not necessarily remove the good and the bad thought process. All these are lessons because understanding that we came back to the sphere to become 360 degrees here in the physical. So we must go through these different time periods of understanding to fully develop the knowledge. 
So the change from the matriarch to the patriarch also represents us learning. And so now we're moving back into a time period where we need to um, bring her back into her pure form in order for us to ascend back. So with that, I'll go ahead and yield the floor back to you, Emir, if you're ready to take it from there. Yes. And so with that understanding, and I'll do a synopsis, and, and keep in mind during that period of the genetic and hybrid experiments in, um, in Patagonia, actually with the technology taking place in Mexico, which people know as Mexico today, um, with the genetic modifi- modifications and heterogeneous experiment, experiments came what is known today as the Roman. And, of course, you had 12 major um, matriarch scientists um, who were working along with Jakub um, Kushitis, um, dealing with that heterogeneous hybriding, which brought about the European, etc., has part to do with the fall, and of course, as it evolved from the Moabite nation to the to the Moorish nation, and then again evolving to devolving to what is known as the patriarchal systems. You had a period that we refer to as the age of man-made gods. In this period of time. Uh, historically acknowledged the facts of the existence of the feminine images which were assigned to all the ancient concepts of what we know today as God, etc. And keep in mind the um, relationship we had in culture with the universe or cosmogony, which essentially is the foundation of ancient religion, and that is a knowledge of, of astronomy, astrology, the positions of the planets, our inter-social inter, um, and inter-characteristics and inter-chemical and inter-energy relationships with our, our environment, i.e. the universe, the 12 salts, earth, air, fire, and water, the elements, etc., uh, and even with your more refined charts of elements, uh, and you're dealing with those four majors, etc., um, much of that science was being gradually converted into personifications for instructions to children. And this is where you get the personification of the powers and the uh, energies and the elements and the planets of the universe into personalities, which the people are commonly dealing with today. And so historically acknowledged facts of the existence of the feminine images, which were assigned to ancient concepts of God, have never been denied by anthropologists and historians. However, one may note that the minimal emphasis has been placed upon that subject. And since the fall of the ancient matriarchy or the Moabite nation, which took place in the year 49,000 AM, and which correlates as approximately 2,000 years back chronologically in relationship to the mid-20th century, the once indisputable powers and rulership of the archaic Moabite matriarch and the feminine deific character of the old world was waning. And then in due course of time, that gradual social transmutation and trans, 
uh, literation came to the age of what we know as the man-made gods. And so the people need to be aware of more Luwak and Eel. That's M-U-U-R-L-U-A-H-K-I-N-E-L. More Luwak and Eel, the last high priest of the Moabite nation. And now evolution of man, the the man-made gods, and since the declination or declining of the Zodiacus, which is collectively referred to as the Moabitus, or the uh, matriarchy of the ancient world, when it began its its fall, the uh, last high priest, astrologer, and metaphysician of the Moabite nation by the name and attribute Morluak and Eel, and it is he who named the creator of the universe Eel. And Morluak and Eel then gave Yaqub the name Israel, and the god Elohim, and Elohim, Elohim, uh, translated as Elah Elua, which translates as Yahweh or Yehovah, and now sometimes called by people Jehovah, and Adonai, Krishna Day, and Elah or Allah, the man made God evolution, and derivatives are thus as follows Il, Elohim, Elah Elua. Yahuva and Jehovah, Adonai, Krishna Day, Elah, and Allah. And thus man-made gods have gone through seven stages of evolution since the fall of the Moabite nation in 49,000 AM. And the history of the 12 signs of the zodiac reveal that humanity on a global scale has been totally cut off from true 400 Years And thus the history of the 12 signs of the Zodiac have revealed the great chain of progress during the, the uh, past 51,840 years. And the man-made God concepts and the related transitions of social powers, rulership, and influence were thusly made. And originating from the decline, decline and fall of the ancient Moabites, Eel, and its derivatives or derivations by primogeniture to the descendant Moors and down from the Moors by default social and amalgamation interjections to the hybrid Franciscans or the French or the Anglo-Saxons. And so we have the term that's referred to in all of your erudite um, mystery schools of ancient Hikupta, and Hikupta is where you get the word Ptah from. Hikupta is the proper name of Egypt. And so you get the phrase, the widow and her sons. And from the dark-skinned, kinky-haired, thick-lipped, Moabite or Moorish woman comes, and where she comes from, no one knows. And there is not an animal in the world that has thick lips, kinky hair, and dark skin like her, and all of which can be proven and all that can be proven is that she is the mother of male and female, the human race, who reproduce their kind. And she, the Moabitess, or Moabite woman, is referred to as widow. And do not mistake or misunderstand that phrase or that word used in a metaphysical form. So the way it's the perspective and the way the concepts are in relationship to that 
is with the exposure of these truths because all females are women and equally mothers and sisters, and all males are sons and come into being by way of them, and thus the mothers, therefore all sons are brothers and sons of a widow. And so the real, from the mystery systems that has evolved, you have the real hell and purgatory distinguished from the mystery system set up by the Franciscan order. And the mendicant order of the Franciscans or the Roman Catholic circle church being the premier contemporary religious power holders are wielding that power over a massive number of people on earth via their controlling and dominating priesthood bishopric that is rooted in dogma. And they possess and have wielded a masterful degree of influence over the masses. And their high priests have expressed through their dogmata systems that purgatory is a place or a stage where the souls of men and women and children who have died in grace must expiate their sins and that the purgatory is also a place or condition of expiation or of suffering and of remorse. And this foresaid purgatory is representative of a place or condition whereas and wherein those who allegedly go there shall tend to cleanse or purge and become essentially clean. And understand this misrepresentation was created um, through the personification systems uh, which was attached to the powers and the planets and are uh, to be distinguished when you're really studying ancient history that the personalities actually are symbolic of actually powers and elements and planets. So, however, to keep in mind that the Franciscan priesthood are secretly well aware of the deliberately hidden truths about the evolution and history of man and the undeniable cosmology and Gnostic culture of the earth. And, and keep in mind, this is known and preserved through masonry and a plethora of other secret societies. And the purgatory mysteries must and shall be removed and unveiled in relationship to the, the uh, once promoted dogma and propagations of the priesthoods. And symboliography uh, is the art and the cunning of drafting documents, forms, etc. So whenever they translate any of the old books, like the Book of the Dead, the uh, Septuaginta, the Bible, etc., they always do it under the art of symboliography. And this is where they, the priesthood interject connotative interjections as uh, presented with um, denotative meanings or the true etymon of meanings in order to create the mystery systems by which they control the world today. And so they will not expose this history of the real uh, development and evolution of the human family because therefore they would lose their power. But it is that gray area and confusion that we suffer from that is representative of the fall of the Moabite nation and the Moorish nation that must be redeemed today. And therefore, not only in the political and economic social realm, but also in the spiritual realm, these things must be known so that we can begin to heal and clean up society, etc. But as long as the cosmological basis of, of true religion is not known by the masses, they will be subjected 
to the Franciscan operations of personification and misrepresentations of religion under the dogma systems and therefore suffer the schism that humanity suffers today, which is called divide and conquer. And there's another reason why this information must be, must come out so that we can uh, develop and evolve. So, And without a knowledge and respect for womanhood, logically, there would be resistance for this information coming out. And so we share with you these very elementary truths and facilitate your ongoing progresses and processes involving the great humanitarian quest for mental, economic, social, and spiritual liberation. And ignorance that exists now about the scientific truth of the works of nature involving the inner nature and prevailing lack of understanding about the actions and reactions of human beings as shown via the 12 signs of the zodiac, etc., and that results in confused state of mind. And thus, the said ignorance often tainted with and by dogmata is the true origin of the mental, economic, and social suffering evidenced amongst the people in these days, which they have referred to as hell. And understand, in truth, hell is actually the burden of taxation put on by the Romans and not actually a place to go. And those of you who have your law dictionaries need look up hell in your law dictionary, and you'll see it means exactly that and not actually what people think it means. I yield the floor. Islam. And one of the things that um, I want uh, those who are on the call to um, understand about the reason for the suppression that we have going on today is because in our ancient cultures, in our ancient cults, we understood and, again, venerated um, the womb and the carrier of the womb who who were one and the same because we understood that the womb not only could birth things into the physical, um, physical manifest, but it was a stargate for all things. And so those who, in this present day and form, understand how to tap into or unite with the feminine energy, uh, unite the, the feminine and the masculine, masculine principles, are able to manifest uh, their desires, their will, but it takes a Moabitess who is also spiritually ascended herself. So when looking into the need to suppress her, it is because she is the one who can truly clear this mess up. Because she is the one who will birth and bring things into existence that will change, completely change the world as we know it. It is through her that the attack comes. This is why you have many of your TV shows, your music, uh, your images, all uh, be racing the womb of one, keeping it locked down into uh, an acidic state. We have some rattling going on over there again uh, in there. So keeping everything with her in an acidic state so that she cannot operate peacefully. And without that peace, without that peace of mind and peace of spirit, then it is her that will continue to manifest a degenerate society. 
in ancient societies, everything regarding the woman um, was planned and was based on spiritual aspects. Even from the from understanding bringing souls back into this stargate, the principles of creation were, were called upon to manifest those who were needed within that society. And so there would be times of meditation um, and prayer, which we need to understand go hand in hand, prayer and meditation. We don't do one without the other. And those things would be done in order to call in the being, the soul that was needed for the society. The woman at this point in time was not a piece of property. And it was during the change of her becoming a piece of property to be owned that her womb and her spiritual nature began to be locked down. As, we, as we've uh, discussed here, in your matriarchal societies, the priesthood was operated by the feminine energy because of her propensity for divine feminine nature. And so once we change over into these different ages to learn these different lessons, um, then that nature was taken from her and it was put into the hands of her son. And then her sons have, no, have not been shown a willingness to, ch to change it back over. And so in our society, we see a constant attack, 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 attack on the womb because if the womb is correct, then society is correct. There is no society in the world that is successful when the masculine and feminine principle is at odds, which is the reason that we have so much chaos in the world today. It's because the masculine and feminine principle is at odds. Our, our relationship with our Moabite woman has been at odds for a while. This is not a recent issue. This is not an issue over, you know, 100 years or 200 years. This issue that we have, this strife between the masculine and feminine principle, goes back a couple of thousand years. And we can find it written in many ways. We can see that you had the manifestation of this strife even if you're looking mundanely at the relationship that uh, Hepshepsut had with the ancient, with the scribes and the priests uh, who did not want her to ascend to the throne. If you read it correctly, you're looking at a strike that's going on with the masculine and feminine principle. And that's one that um, you can clearly read that's not written in, in much mystery. Because you have to be looking for looking for from the ang from that angle of operation. Why would they be offended that Hapshepsut would take over the throne? You see this this strife taking place in Andalusia um, with the uh, Moabite Muslim Moor and the Moabite woman there. You see less, slightly less uh, of that strife prior to colonization here, this uh, Amexum being one of the places where you had a lot less 
strife between those those principles, even so much so that the um, the Germanic tribes, their women, would want to escape into our clans. Okay, we had clans, uh, not tribes necessarily. Would want to escape into them because of the veneration and the respect that was paid to the Moabitess on these lands. And so there had to be laws passed within their own uh, Germanic tribes that outlawed their women coming into our Moorish territories. But that was because we still venerated her in different in a lot of the different clans here. So in order for us to you know to get back to the this place where we completely understand how the how to unite these principles, we have to put down that ego as masculine figures and realize that no matter how old we get, whether we're married, we're still her son. No matter what we accomplish, we're still her son. And we accomplish those things because we want to impress her. Whether it's the the cars we buy, the way we dress. You still have some uh, clicking, you know, Emir. Sounds like the uh, the phone is bumping up against something. So no matter what we're doing, no matter what we're wearing, what we're buying, we're doing it to impress the woman. So even in our want to fix this issue, Islamic Amir, Taj. Excuse me, say that again. Excuse me. Yeah, the, the uh, it's, it's okay. Um, yeah, the phone. I think you, you must have it on something. I don't know if you can set it on something soft. Yes, I, I, had, it, um, I had it on the book. Excuse me for the for the rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, something soft because it's yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, cracking. But in our in our need to fix this issue, one of the things that we have to recognize is that the subjective nature in which we approach even the formation uh, of our different, whether it's study groups or different um, businesses, the formation of how we're doing those things, usually it's subjective. And we're not recognizing what the woman's true propensity and what her, what her true nature is, and we're not making room for that. And because we're not making room for that, we are finding that you have less and less more viruses who are part of Moore's divine national movement. We have to understand that the bays are the law protectors and the ales are the law givers. And so necessarily when dealing with those two principles, we have to understand the science of them. Certain things yes. repel, certain things are going to repel or be a repellent to, for her. Her interests are not necessarily in the protection of the law. 
her interests are more towards the giving of the law, which is the understanding of those two attributes, L and Bay. Her thought process is towards nurturing and development. And within the way that we're operating and developing um, the different Moorish tribes in the different lands, we're not opening a way for her to come in as a nurturer and a developer. We're bringing her in as a protector, and a lot of times that's, that's a repellent. So you'll have the Moabite woman. Islam. Yeah, that creates a conflict. Yes. So you have her not showing up to, to different things. Now, and I put this on, on the shoulders of the Moabite man because it is, it is in fact a truth that you cannot procreate with yourself. So if we don't turn our interest into understanding the nature of the Moabite woman, then the Moors Divine National Movement itself cannot progress. It just it cannot progress because it cannot progress with men only, and that's what you see filling up the temples and the study classes, predominantly men. And so we have to understand that her nature and make room for that, make an alley for that, so that she can uh, do what she needs to do and so that the, the, the pathways merge and actually we have what would be determined as a true movement. Because right now it's stagnant because you don't have the development of the feminine principle. And this is why you have a, the, a lot of the debates. This is why you have a lot of the men who can act the fool because they don't have a Moabite woman who's checking them and keeping them balanced. So you have the bravado, you have the ego, you have all these things. And you'll notice that a lot of these things, these issues are coming from Moabite men who don't have feminine, a feminine principle next to them because that creates a balance. So we must recognize the, the, the state that we're in, recognize what's going on and this fall that took place and how to rebuild and allow that nature of the Moabite woman to shine and come through and make a place for her. So in, I'll yield the floor and I'll also say that if anyone has any questions or thoughts, you can go ahead and start pushing one. We're coming up on the last hour and um, usually we get you know enough people uh, wanting to uh, ask questions. Do not wait for the last minute um, because we're going to make sure to respect the emir's time. Like you said, we are right in the middle of the day. So do not wait for the last minute, at, um, one minute before we're, the, the show is over to ask a question. So you can go ahead and start pushing one, but I'll yield the floor and let you take it from uh, from here, emir. Islam, and this is also where, why um, there's much separation in our relationships because we don't know the real history and our concepts are absolutely incorrect and wrong. And this what makes um, very often when women do not know their history and the men do not know the history, how we end up falling victim to the Constantinian order 
under the Christian mm-hmm. black codes and actually start doing things to each other or treating each other in such manners that actually cause us to separate. And just an emotional recognition of the need is, doesn't suffice. One has to have a mm-hmm. knowledge of the history in order to fix this thing because the people are operating not on knowledge but on belief systems. And this is where sectoralism and misrepresentations of the cosmological nature of true religion is being suppressed. And therefore, as long as the people are operating on mere belief systems that were promoted by the priesthood, the tendency for us to end up separating is is almost guaranteed, which is expressed in the Christian Black Codes adopted in 1868 after they closed the Freedman's Bureau and adopted in all of the overthrown states uh, of the Union and become the states of under the um, Unum Sanctum policies uh, since the coup of 1861, which were the Congress for the United States uh, adjourned Sinodia, which was actually a coup d'etat. And then they murdered Abraham Lincoln, who was the last lawful president of the republic, with the intention of institutionalizing forced servitude and peonage designated as slavery. And this is where the clergy or the bishopric of Rome, in conjunction with the, the, um, the de facto operators of the, of the Congress for the United States, set up a secret oligarchy under the U.S. democracy order. And uh, then they did what is called the Act of Congress, 1871, and in that span set up the platform by which the birthright could be uh, bonded or the estates of the Moors could be bonded and put on the stock market. And this is where the beginning of the activities of what is known as the transmitting utility or the straw man was constructed. And it, it was necessary for them to logically uh, promote dogmata, uh, which is dogma, the Niceno-Constantinopolitan creed for the Constantinian hegemony, which we suffer from today, etc. And this is why it's important for people not only to know that history of the ancient world, know the evolution down to the Dutch masters and the bishopric under the Franciscan order of the priesthood, and also uh, with the coup d'etat of 1861 and the conversion of the republic into a corporate entity registered in France and in Puerto Rico that's operating today, which promotes the misinformation that keeps our people divided, etc. And then with the uh, founding of the General Education Board by John D. Rockefeller and Frederick T. Gates in 1906, I'm going to pardon me, 1902, I think, yes, uh, with the determined uh, philosophy to make the people docile. So the operations of the corporate entities and institutions doing business at Northwest Mexum, i.e. Northwest Africa, i.e. Uh, North um, Morocco, the controls of the clergy and the politicians under their oligarchy order is actually in operation. And this is why they promote misinformation of a separation of church and state when there really isn't whatsoever they're actually operating together to promote the false concepts and to keep our people divided 
uh, and particularly the males and the females. So we need to know that history too and the operations of the priesthood pulling the people into the pit. This is why they symbolize their, their rostrum as a pulpit and is the pit of ignorance. And, again, it's important for people to know this because they have to know the real history in order to begin mm-hmm. to pull themselves out of these misconceptions and also so that they don't continue to promote the misconceptions as knowledge when they actually have a lack of knowledge. This is, again, why the Prophet Novodrali told the Moors to go back to the state of mind of your ancient mothers and fathers. As soon as you do, you'll start getting some of this information and also see some of these things that have been set up today. And so um, this is why it's also important for people to understand that the uh, three stars and two bars that symbolized in George Washington's uh, family shield is adopted um, for the District of Columbia, um, which represents the Vatican, the District of London, and Washington, D.C., in the operations of fulfilling the Inquisition operations. Um, and people must need to also know the history of the Wigamore Party and the history of Horace Greeley, the New York newspaper tycoon, and the split of the Wigamore Party into the Cotton Whigs and the Conscience Whigs and uh, the development of the Republican Party at North America and the politics which they're experiencing today, all of which... Uh, embodies the misrepresentation of the imperial divan under the United States Corporation Company, which has been uh, presented to the world as the country, which, which it is not. It's a private corporate entity set up to govern the occupied northlands of the Moors, i.e. Morocco. And that area must be exposed, too, so that we can start getting our economic and political house in order, too. And also understand why Nobudrali said in the bylaws that you're being Moorish Americans, you're part and parcel of this said government and must live the life accordingly. And so, therefore, you need to know the history and your real relationship to the legitimate republic order in order to start restoring your uh, political economics and the right of claim on your estate. And also know that through that corporate entity that was set up secretly, that the Franciscan Brotherhood set up the bond system that runs uh, Wall Street, and this includes marriage certificates, birth certificates, etc., all are bonds or bonded against the descendants of the uh, true estate, which is the Moors, and they're designated as African Americans. And this was done after the Civil War, and that's what runs Wall Street. So even the restoration of the estate it must be understood how we devolved to the point that we are now. And so, again, it is important to bring the women back to the true consciousness of the history so that, so that we together can take our places amongst the affairs of men and begin to restore the proper order of government at Northwest Mexico. Yield the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <clears throat> you come back in, um, if, if you don't mind, can you, for those who don't understand the relationship and the the, the relationship with the uh, insertion of the birthright uh, through the womb, um, can you expand on the story uh, of, of those who, what is normally known as Pocahontas uh, and, and that, that shift and how that 
transformed um, actually transformed our our clans and, and how it ends up going into what we're dealing with today. But what I want to bring out is that, again, as I spoke earlier, there's a few studies that I want everyone to take a look at. Um, I want you to get in, I want you to Google uh, the DNA study confirms um, trauma, trauma is passed down through DNA. And just Google that phrase, and it's going to bring up a lot of the information uh, pertaining to how certain life events or are passed down, who they're passed down from, and relatively how long this genetic coding, um, you know, stays around generation to generation. I also want you to look up the relationship of water to the to environment and information. Get a great understanding of that. I also want you to take the time to look up um, the different uh, breathing techniques that allow for uh, manifestation of things in the physical. Learn those breathing techniques and the true use, the true spiritual use, and the esoteric side of the Karma Sutra and what that is actually for. I also want you to look up and get a broader understanding of um, what science is saying about the, um, the spiritual nature of the Moabite one. And I'm inviting you to look up all these things in just a modern context so that it'll, you can understand how to bring some of the information, uh, bring some of the information forward. Because just as we're speaking of the ancient context of, of the fall, even in your modern journals, they're telling you all the same things with the ancient sciences. When, when the patriarchal principles started to uh, take over, a lot of ancient culture was covered over and given uh, connotative meanings. Even the word sin, S-I-N, in its ancient culture, going back into what modernly would be referred to as uh, Babylon, Babylon, Sin represents the moon, and it represents so your attribute of uh, Nana and the word sin, S-I-N, actually denotes the same principle. It denotes the moon, Nana and sin, S-I-N. By taking and placing a negative connotation on the word sin, it then stops those who the culture actually belongs to 
from looking back into the ancient culture and learning about yourself. Because now I've, you've been taught that the word sin is something bad, something negative, something that you want to stay away from. And the statements that you're given, although the statements be true, the connotative understandings are false, i.e. statements such as everyone is born in sin. Everyone is born in sin. Sin is a representation of the moon, in which the moon is a representation of the woman. The 13 cycles that happen every 28 days. So the truth is everyone is born in sin. But if I can teach you, if the society can teach you a connotative understanding of that sentence, then you no longer want to study your ancient cult. And thereby keeping the knowledge away from you, although the knowledge is right in your face. And at one point in time, even with the understanding of the Hajib, the Hajib is ancient. It's not modern in any way, shape, or form. But the, the first development of things such as the Hajib actually had to do with the protection and maintenance of the feminine principle and allowing her to keep a distance from certain types of energy, even and especially during the time of uh, ovulation or the time when she was carrying a child or developing a child. And so the hygiene in parts of its original form represented a barrier for certain sense and smells that we understood could be taken in by the woman and that could affect the fetal development. Today, it's only spoken of as something that is for modesty, which becomes a controlling factor. So you lose the, the cultural aspects of what it was for. And so because the hajib is something that is looked at as something that's a controlling factor, you know, a woman is supposed to be modest and, you know, all these different things that they're saying, you no longer look back at, at what it actually is for. In the different ancient societies where uh, what today is known as makeup, you know, putting makeup on your face, Makeup didn't start as a beauty, uh, something for uh, for beauty. It actually had to do with healing certain parts of the body. So that is when what was termed as makeup, which was not the same back then. You know, it may have been made out of different natural elements, berries, certain types of mud and things like that. It was used for healing parts of the body. It was also used... Uh, to represent different parts and aspects of nature, um, all those different things, but it was an ancient culture that was, rep you know, represented by the Moabite woman. So by keeping the, by putting things that are ancient into a connotative learning aspect, 
is keeping you away from going back to research who you are. And if we don't go back and research who we are, what we did, and understand why we did it, it's going to continue to be extremely difficult um, for us to move forward. Even the clothing um, that is worn is a hindrance in a lot of cases to development. It causes all types of diseases within the woman, even things as, as small as understanding why in ancient societies we would never wear deodorant. We would wear other things that were more natural, such as putting linen under your arms, because linen um, is much healthier for you than putting on a speed stick or any type of deodorant, just simply using linen. Well, when a woman doesn't know herself and hasn't been taught the different functions of her body, you don't know that certain glands are for excreting waste. And so by using even something as small as deodorant, it traps waste inside of your armpit. And those wastes develop into the different cancers and different diseases that many are finding in their body. And so within our ancient culture, these, are, these were natural studies. This is prior to the woman's body becoming property. And if you study uh, the ancient forms of totemism, you'll find that the societies deal with polyamory. And that's a subject for another time, but this is pre-possession before anyone became someone's possession. And by making any time you move towards being possession, you automatically create a box that people have to inhabit and have to work within that box. And so in the ancient societies, when we, and when we speak of matriarchal societies, we're speaking of a society where both masculine and feminine energy coexisted and everyone had their, uh, their contribution. So do not take a modern patriarchal mindset into what matriarchal society looked like. Matriarchal society did not look like what the modern patriarchal societies looked like. So men were not subjugated in a, matri in a matriarchal society. The difference was is that the woman was the final say because of her spiritual nature. And when things could not be decided, then you had your councils, your supreme councils of mothers or women, you know, that were within that society. Even the part of the great law of peace, when you're looking into the great law of peace, which becomes the Constitution for the United States of America, you'll see that within the great law of peace, that then you have the council, uh, the council of mothers or the council of women. And that was where everything escalated once it couldn't be decided by her son. Anytime there was a need to go to war, anytime there was a need to change direction for that federation, then the council of mothers was consulted. Now, due to the fact that even we were fallen spiritually that even when we developed the standing or the constitution for the United States, we didn't 
right in the complete circle of mothers. And so the circle of mothers becomes your Supreme Court within the Constitution for the United States of America. And so we have to, you know, look back at these ancient ways because this is truly how we will be able to correct these things. But we have to make an alleyway for the Moabites to step up and be ourselves. It, it, is, it is a complete necessity at this point. We have to have that balance. We have to rebalance that energy. And we do have, um, you want to take the um, the caller uh, now, um, Taj, or do you want to go in on the... Yes. Whenever you're ready. Okay. But I'll, I'll, just before okay. we take the call, I want to remind yeah. everyone, you know, in, as far as the spiritual fall and the misrepresentation of, of of true religion, keep in mind that the priesthood or, or bishopric and clergy of the Roman Catholic Church, via the proclamation of the Pope, set forth bullets to punish those who did not conform to the dictates and the tithe commands of the clergy for the benefit of the church. And a place was of confinement was constructed beneath the excretory chamber, where those who failed to pay tithes and other debts to the church were held as punishment. And the formal name for that confinement place was hell, and that's the original name of hell. And as you already know, it's been construed as uh, a place of the devil uh, under the mystery systems since then. But the true uh, name of hell was applied to the, the punishment uh, chambers that was beneath the excretory chamber of the church, which was actually the chamber for the collection arms for the um, inquisitionists, etc. Now, go, uh, mm. um, address the questioners. Go ahead. All right. All right. We're going to bring in area code 267 with the exchange 231, area code 267. With the exchange two three one Islam. Islam, brother, uh, can you hear me? Islam, yes. Islam, can you hear me? Yeah, Islam, brother Taj. Islam, brother Mamaio. Islam, uh, one of the Moabites wow. and I'm sitting with another Moabites, and we're listening to your program, and we want to know where you're going with this, you know? Because uh, yes, we are studying on this side. Um, we're from the territory where uh, Brother Taj is, and we want to know um, what is your, what is your, what, is, what do you desire out of this? What is it that you want to see us do? I know, I, I, I do basically know that, you know, the nation can't rise any higher than the woman, but is it something that you, uh, some kind of program, some kind, something that you're expecting out of us that, you know, you, other than study, is there something else that you're expecting out of us? Well, uh, I'll address that first, and then um, you can come in if um, you want to add to it. What my reason for doing these shows and the lectures pointed towards the um, getting the more by woman back on track. The purpose that I have is to one um, clearly define the ancient cultural aspect of. Of, of who we are as a people and who we need to be now. Two, in most of the, um, the lectures and presentations that I do regarding the subject, um, I usually tell the Moabite women that uh, what I'd like to see you do 
is to form different study groups yourself where you're studying your ancient cultures, where you're getting back to understanding how to be yourself. So you all, in a lot of ways, are going to need to take it upon yourself to start studying these principles so that you can actually personify them and be them. At the moment that you start to personify and be yourself, and as your son, we have no choice but to make room for you. It's, it's, it's not a choice at that point. But as long as you uh, continue to make it optional, then you're leaving it into, in, the, in the control of your sons who do not, do not actually have the authority for those dictates. So the other things that I'm um, asking the, the men to do is that instead of only focusing on those things pertaining to um, law, okay, such as the studying of the Constitution or the studying of your common law, studying those things, we have to start start making a huge effort and change of direction into studying things of a more spiritual nature. We have to start making room in, in the uh, study classes where we're studying nutrition, where we're studying things that actually uh, propel the uh, feminine energy to wanting to be a part of it. And so there's a lot of work to do on both sides. In most of your study groups, in most of your temples, there, there isn't a study of things that are grounded in, in the true feminine nature. And so we have to take notice of that fact because you'll see that most of your Moabite men are single. You know, that's just, it is, that's just what it is at this point because the Moabite women are not being drawn into it, and you're not going to be drawn into it as long as everything is based on a, on a uh, masculine principle. So I want to see study groups, you know, I want to see more biases having these groups where they're coming together to study um, these things, and I want to see inside of the temples and inside of the great field study groups where we have study nights where we're studying only spiritual things, only things based in... Um, nutrition and those things that will make the women feel comfortable about, you know, with being there. Islam, brother. Islam. Islam. Oh, Islam. We are studying. I, I, I imagine what the problem seems to be here is that we're not building together because we are studying and we sometimes study silently so that sometimes brothers don't pick up the information because we are studying silently. Um, we do understand certain things, certain principles, because you are our son. The point of the matter is, we are studying, we're understanding what governmental principles are. We are doing this, but I see that I need to come out a little bit more so that you can understand that we are doing those things, exercising those things that you are demonstrating right now. We need to build a little more. I, I, I will do this. I will take it upon myself. This is the sister I'm sharing with right now to to understand that we are active and not passive more. It's love. It's love. It's love. Uh, did you have anything else you want to add to that in your? Yes. Um, now keep in mind, just as you were saying, Grand Sheik, and this is why it is always said by by any true scholars 
or anyone that's really honorable and um, going uh, or being uh, members and participants in the Morris Divine and National Movement in all of its aspects and orders recognize that law and history is taught together, i.e., because the history goes to the spiritual and metaphysical. And this is what is known universally on the planet as the common law. And the common law is distinguished from the Roman law, the modern civil law, and the canon law, and other systems of law. The common law is that body of law and juristic theory, which you know and we know, has its foundation in the ancient traditions and customs of our ancient mothers and fathers from time immemorial. So when you're dealing with the traditions and customs, you're going back to the philosophies and the Gnostic principles, which comprises our religious uh, principles, which is cosmogony. And this is why Nudrali said to the Moors, you know, declare your nationality and your religion. Now, when when you do research, you will find that that's what brings in the common law, and they never were separate subject matters, etc. And so when you're looking at that common law, etc., that's when you get into what is known as the common law remedies, etc. And this is why it is important for people to know themselves, um, because the common law remedy, as far as the, the fundamentals of judicial codes, is related to... Um, you know, and is not limited to the remedies in the common law courts, but embrace all methods of enforcing rights and redressing injuries known to the common or statutory law, etc. And I think a lot of times people have the concept that law, constitution, law, which is really your makeup, etc., is a separate subject matter from the metaphysical, when in fact it is not. This is why the uh, Noble Drawley says the Morris Divine National Movement is a what? A national and divine movement. And, of course, when you go into divine, you're going into natural laws, and that, and that, would, have, that would include the derivation of the common law that's recognized all around the world in its attachment to, um, to nature's law, i.e., to natural law. And this is also expressed uh, in the Universal Declaration of Independence when the deist who people know as, you know, Benjamin Franklin, John Adams, uh, Thomas Jefferson, etc., in the, in the Universal Declaration of Independence when it mentions nature's law and nature's God. They're actually making reference to that very fundamental principle of the metaphysical truth of the ancient deist law. And this is also why when people do research into the operations at North America, i.e. United States, they will find um, that the United States, the original republic, was not founded on the Christian doctrine, but actually a derivative from Muslim law. And um, Obama, um, Barack H. Obama exposed that when he spoke before the world delegates when he went to Egypt, that the, the um, American Constitution is derived from Muslim law. So we must remember that the common law, i.e., the ancient traditions, which is actually um, derivative from Muslim law of fatwa, has its root in in uh, divine law, etc. That's again to remind everybody that um, jurisprudence, i.e., law and history, are not separate and never have been separate, and we should not look at them as separate separate uh, issues. That they are studied conjunctively. Yield the floor. Mm-hmm. Well, Biden, did you have any other comments or another uh, question to pose? 
No, sir. I, I just wanted to share that I'm going to build with you because more meets each other more now than before. Um, know that we are working towards that, working towards governmental principles, doing governmental principles, exercising governmental principles that, you know, you don't have to um, be so leery that we might not be doing this. We, we are actively working this. Wow. And and this is also where a knowledge of, of the womb and the applied science is important because that's the first government, etc. And this is where uh, when people know the science, more science as opposed to um, emotionalism, they know that Muslim it actually is the fetus. The muscles, tissues, bones, electrical systems, or the temple of man created in the womb of woman. And if the woman is not conscious, logically we have problems. And if the woman is not honorable, therefore we have problems. If she does not know the science of herself and she's adopted the principles of the Roman order, logically it creates problems. Therefore, she must be recognized in fact and in nature as what she actually is, the fundamental root of nation and nationality. And so if the woman is not right, we can't be right. And this is a lot of our problems that we have today in both our society and it's reflected in our relationships and this is why you have so many single men and single women, etc., in our society for having adopted the corrupt order of the Romans, and therefore we are out of harmony with ourselves and with our nation and nationality. Therefore, it is important for us to know the truth about our, our nationality and about our lost estate and how it was taken and the methods that have been used by the Franciscan order to divide us against each other, as well as to crib and bond our state, which is really the bondage. Therefore, we must know ourselves in order to actually start making repairs, and anything short of that is both irresponsible and dishonest. Yield the floor. Islam. I appreciate the... uh, Go ahead, sis. Islam, one more thing. Um, I was in, in my travels... I was given Adam's lessons first. In other words, I went to sixth grade, and I missed a lot of the foundation. So I had bought the curtains, I had bought the blinds, I had missed the foundation principles, all right? So this is what I'm going back. I'm doing remedial Moorish science right now, and I'm going back and getting the foundational principles so that I can stand on, on that which I know and be that which I know. Islam, I yield to Islam. And if, um, if there's any way that I can be of any type of service to you, more bias, I'm going to give out my email and those things again uh, at the end, and, and um, just simply let me know if there's any information I can provide or any way I can help. I'm, I'm not sure what territory you're in, but um, yeah, just let me know. Sure, thank you. Good luck. Mm-hmm. So. We're coming up closer to the end of the show. I wanted to, um, for you to give the uh, a short synopsis of the story, story of Pocahontas as to how that related to um, the taking of the birthright uh, and the land. Yes. If you, uh, if you don't mind. Yes. Pocahontas is just a, a, a code name given to um, Potentus Mataoka 
Um, that was uh, Pocahontas was given to her by the European sociologist as a writer in history, and we're talking about the land of virgins or what people would call uh, Virginia area, and uh, particularly along the um, what is now called the James River. Um, you're dealing with what um, a, a, a potentist, and potentist is actually sovereign. Now, when the Europeans, as they presented in history, they'll have uh, John Rolfe and John Smith competing for the attention of Mataoka, who they call Pocahontas. And keep in mind, uh, John Rolfe um, did a matrimonial ceremony with uh, Mataoka, and this was the, um, the beginning of the setup of what is known as uh, um, that area in Virginia where they set up the systems for the Europeans to begin to uh, take over in that area. And they also, keep in mind, uh, sailed her to Graves and England and threw her overboard. And when they came back, they set up the, the order on which they um, began to take over. And that area is called Jamestown, Virginia, and uh, the the river area was named after uh, Prince James, who become what is known as King James, etc. And a lot of the dynamics of the misrepresentation of the ancient uh, Septuaginta, uh, which became what is known as the Bible, is misrepresented to the people now as, as King James uh, Bible, etc. And this has much to do even with the mystery dogma systems where the personification of the powers has been um, propagated in the name of the Niceno-Constantinopolitan creed order disguised or hiding behind the tag Christianity and promoted amongst the people to continue the misrepresentations of the powers and the energies and the elements of the universe and the earth, etc., as personalities, which, of course, causes people to misunderstand, misjudge, and not be scientific about the operations of the books. And therefore, they deal with belief systems and not actually the science, etc. So keep that in mind, um, that um, Pocahontas is a name and given to Mataoka, and also the renaming her as Rebecca. Um, so mm-hmm. make that compare when you, when you read... Um, chapter 25 of the Septuaginta, or the Bible, etc., and Rebecca uh, in her relationship with um, Isaac, and also that gives a story of the theft of the birthright. Yield the floor. Islam. So <clears throat> I'm going to go back and re- um, readdress so that I can make clear again what the uh, purpose of um, these shows are. What we, we really have to do is um, understand the principles. That a lot of us, um, more by men, are walking into this thing and we're still bringing a patriarchal mindset in. Um, a lot of our uh, thought processes are still wrapped around um, patriarchal principles. And that's both the masculine and feminine um, images. Both still are. 
when we are looking back into, you know, going back to the state of our ancient foremothers and forefathers, that's not just a, a saying. That is actually us shaking off the, not only the idol god worship, but the idol god mindset and principles that we've been forced to take on and in some cases take on willingly. In order for us to go back and to accept those, uh, the state of mind, we first have to know what that state of mind was, um, and we then us as Moabite men have to literally slide over and make room for the Moabite woman to take her rightful position. But right now you have a lot of Moabite men who still are in a very patriarchal mindset. So we're still coming into the thing as if we're supposed to be in the front, we're supposed to be first. We have to stop that. We have, we have to change that. And then as the, as the Moabite woman begins to and continues to study, know herself, she will just naturally take her position because it's it's hers to have. And that is that is what it looks like to go back to the ancient mindset of our ancient forefathers and foremothers. Our mindset was changed and again you can track it back um, a little over four thousand years ago you can you can see these things being firmly implanted. So we're coming out of that time, going into your fourth and fifth dimension, which is representation of feminine energy. But we have to go through that cleansing process of learning ourselves in order to accept this new energy coming in. We also have a, um, a caller, 347 443, I'm going to go ahead and bring you in. Area code 347, exchange is 443. Islam. Islam, Islam, Sharice Amaru my CEO, calling from Northwestern Mexico. Um, um, uh, peace, peace. Uh, peace, Ties. Um, peace. I've been listening to the broadcast. <laughs> I've been listening to the broadcast, and um, there was a reference that was made to how they change uh, the AM to from, from it's supposed to represent uh, ancient Moabite. Ancient Moabite, and they look right. at they, and they said on the clock time as the morning, but actually that's that's what they were actually talking about. So it's like I'm now I'm looking now my mind my gears are turning right now. Uh, forgive me. Um, just just from the cosmic, from a uh, uh, astrological standpoint, I'm thinking of time now and how uh, we we decipher time in different ways and just yeah. seeing how um, everything and, is and broken. Interjection. Hold on for yeah. a minute. An interjection. And 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 Noble Dwali gave the people a key. He says when he made reference to our ancient mothers and fathers. And he and he referenced that we measure time by cycle ages. Yes, yes. But he's actually telling us. 
but he knows okay. that we would not understand it until we start doing some research. Continue. See, now, this this is where I'm going with that because I am in my research and I'm I'm dipping into different um, uh, uh, interpretations. Uh, astrological interpretations and one of my personal favorites is the uh, Vedic astrology um, I get into that more, uh, more so than the western uh, aspect and they seem to well I don't want to say disregard the outer planets but because of the um, immediate I would say more immediate daily effect that the seven inner planets have um, on yeah. us they don't necessarily the, reference the uh, three outer planets so much. And I wanted your opinion as to um, the effects. Like, is it, would you say that that's uh, – uh, is, is that a smart move in a sense? Because I, that, I do that's know enough, that – That's to get us more focused. As, for instance, as you know, uh, why is the crescent and the star or, or, or um, what is known as cosmo – Symbolic in Isaf Law Master or Islam Is because the moon has the most immediate effect It does not remove the noble principle of the sun But is demonstrated, is dem- uh, demonstrable of us being cognate Of that which is closest to us has the most effect And that's where mm-hmm. the Vedic concept comes from That's why there's so much emphasis put on the movement of the moon and Indeed. also the, the expression of the personality being the moon sign of the yes. real reflection of the person. You see the point? Yes, I do. I do. I just, I, I, I suppose I just wanted your, um, your take on that because I do see how, like, with with, uh, they are the outer planets being generational planets, and I do get that because the energy that impacts us on a daily basis is it. Whatever may happen generationally, it really depends on the now, like what we do now, as the energy are as the energy impacts us. So I do understand and, that. I do. Yes, and then then look and then look at the fact, the fact, and it's not just like say mere opinion mm-hmm. or choice of philosophy. Look at the fact of the relationship that the moon and Venus have on the womb, i.e., on mother, i.e., the stargate, and it is indisputable, actually. Mm. Indeed, I will. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. you. All right. Islam, Islam. family. Islam. All right. So <clears throat> I will make the announcements one more time, and then if there's anything you want to add, I'll let you add that in there, and then we'll close out. Um, as another reminder, we have the um, study groups one in the Sacramento territory that is bi-weekly, and then you have one that is live-streamed every Thursday that I conduct. And right now we're uh, doing, we're on the part of the curriculum where we're doing a study of the uh, Constitution for the United States of America. Uh, that is every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time and 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You will be able to catch it via live stream or maybe switching the format over to uh, to YouTube. Um, probably we'll try that out this week, but I know this will be sent out. 
if there's any uh, there's anyone looking to bring any of the information to their prospective territories, uh, you can also contact me via email, or if you're looking to get more information about the study classes or any of those things, the email to contact me at is Northgate, G-A-T-E, Bay, of course, B-E-Y, Northgate Bay, at gmail.com. And that is where you can catch me, catch me, and I will get back to you uh, as soon as possible. Sometimes it may be delayed based on my schedule, but... I will get back to you. Again, that's northgatebay at gmail.com. If you want to be put on the email list for the shows or the live streams um, or any of the events coming up in the different uh, different territories, uh, send me an email just letting me know to put you on that list, and uh, I will I will do so. With that, I'll let you um, give your, clo- your closing um, email, and then uh, we'll close down the show. All right, Islam. And so, uh, essentially, while we're looking, while we're looking at our history in its metaphysical and historical and jurisprudence principle, keep in mind we're ultimately seeking to restore our right of claim to our lost estate, and also have an understanding of the counter activities that have been practiced and made by which we're being injured today. Therefore, we have to understand the politics. And so as a synopsis, I will give everyone um, a, a list of the major bullets set forth by the uh, Franciscan Brotherhood for the stealing of the birthright, as well as the administration of the um, bonds against the birthright. The, the administration of the bonds against the birthright is the United States Corporation Company registered in France. And keep in mind, the first United States Corporation Company was set or registered by Benjamin Franklin in um, 1754, and that one was misrep- is what has been used as the platform to misrepresent, as of late, the United States Republic, and they have corrupted that platform, and that's what they've been using to administer the estate. And this is where Duali says the Europeans are living off your virtues. Now, via the operations of, of the Inquisition against the Moors, the Pope of Rome claims ownership of all humanity through these bullets. Unum Sanctum, that's U-N-A-M-S-A-N-C-T-A-M. Then Dum Diversus, that's D-U-M-D-I-V-E-R-S-A-S. Then Romanus Pontifex, that's uh, from 1455, R. O-M-A-N-U-S-P-O-N-T-I-F-E-X. Then, in 1493, Intercaterra Divina, policies for the Vatican papacy, and that's referred to collectively as the Doctrine of Discovery. Then you have the Sister QV Act of 1666. Now, C-E-S-T-U-I-V-U-E, I mean, pardon me, Q-U-E, then V-I-E, Act of 1666. 
And so the Sister QV Act is wherein the Pope declared everyone in the world dead at sea until they could prove otherwise. And this is where they operate on the, what is called the maritime jurisdiction and admiralty jurisdiction, bringing it on the land, and, of course, creating bonds against the defeated Moors and then placing them on Wall Street and Water Street. And this is where you have the D, uh, um, C, uh, uh, DTCC, um, the um, uh, registered in New York, and they put all mortgages there, the marriage certificates, birth certificates, et cetera, and those where the bottom re-instruments for the United States Corporation are, are transferred and then sold to the world on the stock market, et cetera. And so uh, that's where um, most people who begin to understand some of this become familiar with what is known as the transmitting utility or the straw man, man of straw, et cetera. And all that is reorganized, now operates under United Nations Incorporated, is also the parent company of the United States Incorporated, which was established or, or founded in 1754 by Benjamin Franklin and convoluted ever since to be distinguished from the land, which is Morocco, and the sanctioning order of government, which is known as the United States of America Republic with a small u, etc. And it is that gray area and the lack of instruction in that area as to why and how the Europeans have been able to continue with their bondage of the estate of the Moors in these bottom re-instruments. And it's also the gray area where people need to study to restore their right of claim. And this is also why Juali said to the Moors, if you don't do anything else, declare your nationality. I yield the floor. Islam. Islam. All right. So, <clears throat> again, Amir, we want to, I want to take the time to thank you for taking this piece out of your day to come on. You know, you know we'll do it again. Um, thanks for providing the information. And again, if anyone needs to contact me, um, send me the email at northgatebay at gmail dot com, or you can hit me up, um, you know, on Facebook to make uh, to make at least contact. And that we will be back um, next Moon Day. And um, we will see you then. I appreciate everyone joining uh, Islam, and have a, have a wonderful day. Peace and love. Islam and peace.